Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Show Me How Good It Gets. I'm your host, Malvika. Lauren and I wanted to do an episode on the death of the chill girl um, specifically on boundary setting and how to know what you're really feeling and then advocate for yourself and your relationships and the person I would go to for that advice is Lauren that's very flattering (laughs) (laughs) and she has a really great voice so I thought it'd be really fun if we answered your guys's questions together Um, I think you're very wise and I think this will be really fun I'm excited. The the I saw the set of questions and they're really good. And we just like wanted to give everyone a hug and like a forehead kiss. Yeah. <laughs> like there were so many questions that I was just like, oh, I've been here before. Yeah, I know my heart. My heart hurts. Like I feel like if you think that I'm I'm wise, it's just because I've been in situations where those boundaries have been overstepped and having having to navigate that is really hard. Um, so I'm excited to hear about. Yeah, and and handle these things. And this arose because Laura and I were like. Um, laying in bed the other day and talking to each other and we were just like yeah I wish I could go back and like tell 18 year old me she didn't have to like go through that kind of pain and heartbreak and people just like treating her like shit mm-hmm. and if we can if we can like make you feel that there's better out there and you deserve better like then that's a success I think show me how good it gets yes show me how good it, gets. <laughs> it really it really does it can get so good but you have to release so much bad before that can happen yeah Oh, okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> the first one, I put like the simplest question at the very fore of this. Um, <clears throat> how do I ask the guy I'm sleeping with if he's seeing other people? I think he might be because I saw a condom in his trash the other day that he hadn't used with me. I think you can just ask him. I, yeah, I think it's it's really valid to just ask that question. Yeah, I think like often we put our physical and emotional well-being aside to be like, Oh, I just want him to think I'm super chill and casual. And you can be in a casual relationship and mm-hmm. still be very respected. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I, I feel like you don't even want to be in a casual relationship with someone if they're going to freak out over you asking that question. Yeah. I think it's also a matter of your sexual health and safety. Um, I've been in open relationships before, and I think it's always important, even if you don't want a lot of details about those other relationships, to know if they're happening like at a very basic level just so you can keep up on like std testing and make sure everybody's being safe yeah um. and uh, and like seeing condom is trash like i know that like might feel like shit if you haven't had that conversation so it's much better to just like have it out in the open about like who's doing what and i think you can just say hey i saw a condom in your trash like it sounds like you weren't snooping mm-hmm. just seeing those things and and that raising questions in your head is completely normal yeah and i think the center i think you have to center your own like boundaries and wants and needs in that relationship. And if that's like knowing if he's sleeping with other people, that's completely fine. I got so many DMs that were like, I know it's so crazy of me, but I want to know if he's sleeping with other people. And that's just like not crazy of you at all. No, <laughs> no, not, not even a little bit. <laughs> like that's just super normal. And I was telling Lauren this the other day and I was like, if we just raise the bar for crazy, then men everywhere will think they have to treat us with more respect. And just a women, it's just a win for women across the board. When we all rise up. <laughs> 
<laughs> like this is my mission with this episode is that we all are just better at boundary setting okay um i have a couple longer questions which like really i love that you guys sent me longer questions because I, I feel i've got some texture about their lives from it um this one is i've been hooking up with a guy for a while and at first it was just us sleeping together after parties and now we go get breakfast a lot and go on little dates he kind of treats me like his girlfriend when we hang out and hold my hand holds my hand and stuff but every now and then he reminds me we're not in a relationship mm-hmm. i think i want to be exclusive but don't know how to gauge whether he does or not how do i talk about that with him when like should i talk about it after a party or during or during the next morning Hmm. I think you can just be like, hey, I've had so much fun with you, and it's making me realize I'm looking for something exclusive. Totally cool if you don't want that, but I do. Yeah, I think it's important that you figure out what you want before you go into this conversation. Because I feel like it's so easy to bring it up as a question. Like, hey, mm-hmm. what, are, what are we? What do you want? <laughs> and then shape what you're asking for in that moment based on what he says, especially if you're really concerned with preserving that relationship. Um, But I think it's really important to have an idea of what you're okay with in that relationship beforehand. I've done a lot of like shrinking my own wants Mm -hmm. based on what they want because I'm just so afraid to lose them. And I think that like never ends well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it's totally fine to ask, too, like, if you can't be doing the hold hands and go on little dates thing and not want more, to scale that back. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're fine with keeping it casual, but going on little dates is messing with you way too much, um, it might be time to define what is and isn't okay in that relationship. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And there's another part of the question that's like, when should I have this conversation? Which was really interesting because I've never thought about that. I would honestly probably send a text to be like, hey, can we chat? And then broach it completely separately from like hooking up after a party. Yeah. I think you probably want to make sure you're sober for the conversation too. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know how you party. But (laughs) I I find that having intense conversations like that after a party when you're both maybe a little intoxicated Mm -hmm. um, isn't always the best for direct and clear communication. Yeah, I think also a lot gets lost in the like, well, I'm tired and I don't really want to be having this conversation right now mm-hmm. versus having it with like a fresh head um, after the other person also knows you're going to talk to some talk about something with them. Yeah. Like I love shooting a text like, hey, can we chat about something? I love doing that. It gets me high. I like I, <laughs> like I know the other person gets scared, but like I just think it the entire conversation goes better when the other person also knows what they're getting into like a more emotional heated conversation. Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes I like to give a little primer, too, like a little mm. one-sentence summary of the mm. conversation. <laughs> like, hey, can we chat? Um, I'm wanting to talk a little bit more about boundaries in our relationship, period. Ooh, and, and then he has a little bit of time to form his own opinion. Like, maybe that's something he's not even thinking about. Um, and so yeah. then you come into the conversation on a bit more even footing. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't even think of that. Because otherwise, they're also completely blindsided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that can be hard because they probably want a bit more time to think about it. And you've already had so much time that you've spent dwelling on it um, that it might be hard for them if they haven't had any time to prepare. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And your voice sounds so hot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I'm such a fan of the mics. Um, just just woke up. Grab a voice. <laughs> Lauren dyed her hair this morning. She looks so good. I did. Yeah, me and one of our other roommates went on a little adventure this morning before <laughs> this recording. 
It's so fun to live with like seven people because there's constantly something happening. (laughs) Um, Okay, next question. This one just made me want to like find you and give you hugs so bad. (laughs) Okay. I've been dating my boyfriend for two years now and I really love him and don't want to lose him. This summer, him and his best friends are going on a two week long vacation to Mexico. I've been really insecure about one of his female friends that will be on the trip and he knows that. A few days ago, he asked if we could go open for the summer. I'm super nervous he's going to hook up with her, and I don't know what to say. And I want him to have a good summer, so I said yes, but now I'm getting so anxious, and I can't sleep, and I keep comparing myself to her. What do I do? Oh, my God. This one hits me straight in the heart. Yeah. I can't with this one. <laughs> it, like, makes me want to tear up, because, girl, you do not want that open relationship. It's so clear. Yeah, and you, sh- you shouldn't... Like, if you're going to be in an open relationship with your partner, especially if it's someone you're with long-term, like, you've been together for two years. I don't know if you're seeing this being a long-term fixture in your life. Um, but what are you getting out of the open relationship? Yeah, I like, I know you said you want him to have a good summer, but it obviously seems like this is going to make your summer a lot worse. And it's so hard to make that transition so quickly. There's a lot... I f- I, I'm, I've been in polyamorous relationships for past almost three years now, almost exclusively. Um, and there's so much scaffolding that I believe has to go into opening up a pre-existing relationship. It is really hard. It is really hard. And it's a lot of emotional work on both parts. And I don't think that that should be taken lightly. And I think open relationships are successful when you're able to already communicate your boundaries and expectations and it, it seems like you already were insecure about one of the people he's going on the trip with, which can already be hard even in a closed relationship. Mm-hmm. So to open that up and like leave that big hole for insecurity. And and I think especially in a short term, very new open relationship, if there is a person who you are explicitly insecure about and if him sleeping with that person is going to blow up your relationship, I think you should be upfront about that. Um, and I think you can make a specific request that this person is off limits. Yeah. And I, I think if he's not honoring that battery, I think it's time to break up with him. Like, yeah. I I don't love that he said open for the summer um, and then is like going on this trip with someone you're already insecure about and then expects you to just be OK with it. And I, I'm not getting that from the message, but I am getting you saying I want him to have a good summer. Yeah. And it's almost like putting him in the center um, but you're also in this relationship. You are half the relationship. I want you to have a good summer. <laughs> yeah, we want you to have I the want best you to have a good ever. summer. And if that having a good summer for you involves being in, a, in an open relationship and exploring that, hell yes, you should do that. But if it involves you can't sleep and keep comparing myself to her, I don't want that for you. No. And I think maybe it's time to have a longer conversation about what exactly an open relationship means for you guys. Yeah. Also, like, straight up, like, I know I've done the comparing myself to her game, but, like, mm-hmm. there, she's not going to replace you. You are your own beautiful person with your own beautiful relationship with him. And I'm sure she's great, too. But, like, that's such a dangerous rabbit hole for you to go down. Yeah. And when he's in Mexico for those two weeks, you're just going to be tormenting yourself. If you're, like, checking her Instagram and, you know, trying to figure out what they're doing together. Like, I want you to feel liberated and not like stifled by this relationship yeah yeah and if you can't lean into that trust with your partner where you feel like you need to hunt for clues on instagram or be speculating all the time about what's going on with him 
then I think maybe this isn't a partner you want to be in an open relationship with. Yeah. And I've I don't consider myself a very jealous person, but I have been in relationships that have turned that side of me on and made me mm-hmm. someone I really hate yeah. of like going through an Instagram story, finding someone's elbow and being like, is that this girl's up? Like, and that it's just like, and I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to even say that, but it's like such a real feeling when you're in it. You're like going crazy and making yourself go crazy over like these little things. Yeah. And that was, ju- and like now looking back, it was just because I did not trust in the foundation of the relationship or him. And in other relationships, I felt completely fine. Like, I actually love the, my partners having female friends. Yeah. I love it. Like, I think it's such a green flag and almost a non-negotiable for me that I want my partner to have close female friends he has not slept with. Because that shows me he respects women. They're talking to him about certain things. Like, I, I think that's really important. But in other instances, I've gone crazy over it. So I think it really says a lot about, like, is he making you feel comfortable within your boundaries? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that... I think that how a couple reacts to opening up a relationship brings to the surface a lot of really foundational questions about that relationship. Mm -hmm. And if it's making you feel this anxious and this insecure, I think there are other parts of the relationship that y'all should be investigating. Yeah. And we really want you to have a good summer. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. At the the base of it, I want you to have a good summer. And if that means being non-monogamous. Hell yeah. Hell yes. And I think that it's a really beautiful thing to explore. And I think that I've gained a lot out of my own forays into that. Um, If it's going to drive you crazy the whole time, I don't think it's worth it. And it's not less woke to not want an open relationship. I also, I've felt stifled by that before. And I I don't think it is crazy to want a closed exclusive relationship. No, no. And actually I have, this is something that, um, I've had trouble with in like polyamorous discourse, like especially what you read online, mm-hmm. um, I think tends to tout open relationships and polyamory as like a higher form of consciousness to have in a relationship because you're letting go of all your insecurities and you're dealing with your own jealousy. Um, and I think there's a lot of emotional growth that comes out of it, but I don't think it is an inherently better form of a relationship than a closed monogamous one. No, and I, I've struggled with that myself too. And I've come to the conclusion I am a monogamous girly. And I think that's okay. So I, I want you to feel like both are okay and really just do what is speaking to you. And okay, I want you to write it again because I feel super <laughs> invested. Um, but I hope you have a really good summer and we're like sending you so much love. Um, okay, the next one's really fun because Laura and I have talked about this several times before. Sometimes I hide my real personality or hobbies because I'm afraid I will get judged for them. It feels like a stupid question, but how do you be yourself? In friendship and in dating. And I want to say that's not a stupid question. Yes. No, that's awesome. I think that's such a good question. And I've not seen a lot of discourse about this, about just like, how do you be yourself? Like, that sounds so simple, but like, how do you? But it's so hard because, um, yeah, you just want to be liked. Yeah. I just want people to like me, really. <laughs> I, just, I, I do want people to think I'm cool. <laughs> that's unfortunately the truth. And like... Lauren is a really cool, amazing bird watcher. And she was just right before we sat down telling me like, I didn't, I didn't tell people I was a bird watcher before. I've been doing it since I was like 10 years old, probably since I was, I was pretty young. And um, all throughout high school, this is something I would like actively hide from people. People would like ask me what I did on the weekends and I'd make something up (laughs) (laughs) when I was like on a bird watching trip. (laughs) And then now you meet people who like love that part of you. Right. And I think that's part of, um, like, that's really hard to internalize 
when you have hobbies or parts of yourself that you think are embarrassing. But if you are excited about something, there are so many people who are going to want to get excited about that with you, no matter what it is. And I think people just really love to be around people who are passionate and excited about something, <laughs> no, matter, no matter what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I also think like your life is so short and you want to find your people. Mm -hmm. And you're only going to find your people by actually, like, talking about the stuff you really like doing. Like, the nerdiest, dorkiest, whatever thing. There's other people who also love that. Yeah. And it might be hard. It, like, And it might alienate some people who are already in your life if you're now being really expressive or putting a lot of your time into this hobby of yours. Um, but I think it's important to trust in the process that it's going to attract people who really add a lot to your life. Yeah. And another thing is... I have met a lot of people who maybe didn't have those same hobbies as me, hmm. but really respected them and found them cool. And I think that's a proper, like, that's an important distinction because I think you would love someone who even didn't birdwatch, but was like, Lauren, that's really cool about you. And I would love to accompany you on a walk. Yeah. I love taking my friends out on walks. <laughs> yeah. Like, isn't that <laughs> yeah, like no, such, a such a fun, fun part? Fun like, thing to bond getting to people. share your hobbies with people in your life. And having friends who have hobbies that are completely different from your own who are willing to like let you into that world a little bit is always such a fun experience. And I want to surround myself with people who do things that I don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like one of our roommates is like this incredible bass player. One of them is this amazing tap dancer. And like, I don't know anything about uh, jazz. We don't know. <laughs> we, we stand there and we, we look at him and we smile and we clap. And, and I think they're so cool for what they do. And I've gone to jazz shows with them. I went to one of their tap shows and it was awesome. I did not know how to engage with it at all. But I was excited that they were excited. <laughs> and isn't that like the whole point of friendship is like and and there's a part in this question that's friendship and undating. And I think those are different. Mm -hmm. But like you're going to find your people who find you cool and want to learn about your stuff. And like it, that is, I think, such a rewarding and fulfilling experience. So don't cut yourself off from it. Mm -hmm. And I know it's so much easier said than done. And I think that's like a big part about growing up is like feeling comfortable in yourself. But like the sooner you can get to that place, the sooner this whole new world opens of people who are excited about you yeah be loud about things that are lame and i think you'll find that when you're excited about it it's not nearly as lame as you think it is yeah and like niche things are so cool like <laughs> lauren recently made like um this like data viz of like her bird watching experiences this year and everyone was like lauren this is awesome yeah I, I, I take so much data i log all of the walks that i go on <laughs> like isn't that cool i mean you hear that and you're like objectively nerdy <laughs> but you hear that and you're like oh lauren is so cool <laughs> And, like, 17-year-old Lauren might not have thought that. Yeah, 17-year-old Lauren would have been terrified that I was telling people about this unprovoked. And don't you just want to, like, give her a hug and be like, no, you're actually the coolest person ever? Yeah, like, maybe I would have found friends in high school then that wanted to go out on walks with me or, like, that were also into the same thing and terrified of telling people. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, could have been. I'm proud of you for even, like, sending that question in, though, because that means you're starting to think about it. Yeah, Which exactly. is a good first step. <laughs> Um, okay. But I, I hope that helped. Okay. Take a sip of my coffee. This next one also really hits home, but my boyfriend is in med school, which I know is really busy and he works really hard, but we haven't been on a date in three months. We've been together for a year, but barely talk anymore. He always comes over and falls asleep and I've planned breakfast and write him notes in his lunches, but he never really texts and acknowledges them. The other day he said to me, I've never been the less clingy one in the relationship and it's really nice. That made me feel like mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. It felt like he was calling me clingy. Yeah. Also, I work a really crazy consulting job, too, and I'm very busy, but I still try. I just want to go on a date with my boyfriend. Sad face. 
I love oh, you. And girl, I, I feel like you're treating yourself as like the supporting actress in his life. Like you said so many things. I mean, this was a much longer note and I actually shortened it for the sake of reading it. But there were so many little paragraphs about like, I know he's in med school and that's really hard. And like, he works so hard. And I get that. And I, I think it's so great that you're seeing things from his perspective. I think that's really important. But you also seem to have a crazy consulting job. And you mm-hmm. also seem to be busy. And for me, almost the not going on a date, like that part's really hard. But the part that really got me was um, I write him little notes in his lunches, but he never texts or acknowledges them. Yeah. Because I think so much of a relationship is just seeing your partner. Yeah. And I, I, like, I feel like you don't feel seen. Like more than the time, like the time part is really important. I think quality time is really, really important. Him even reaching out and being like, I know I've had a really busy few months. I'm so sorry. Like, I miss you. I miss connecting. I love your little notes. I mean, like, stuff like that, I think, would really pull this together. I, I wonder if you've asked him about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, v- like, valid to ask, have you seen the notes that I've been leaving you? Like, what have you thought about that? I'm really just looking for a way to connect with you, and this is me reaching out, and it makes me sad that you don't acknowledge them. Yeah. Because, like, this, I think this made me really sad because, like, you should, it's not crazy to want to connect with your boyfriend, your partner. Like, and I think, I I really want you to realize, like, there's a lot of very busy people out there who would make time to make you feel special in even the smallest of ways. Yeah. And it's, maybe, maybe this is just an an especially stressful time for him and in his mind, it's like, I just need to get through this and then... We'll be able to connect once I'm through this especially stressful part of med school. But I think that's worth a conversation to yeah. make sure that that's where his head at his, his head is at. And it's not just being neglectful of the relationship. Yeah. And I don't want you to feel like just a warm body he gets to come home to and lay next to. Like, you deserve to feel like your boyfriend wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no part of this text was crazy at all. No, not at all. And I think it's like a really valid concern. And I hope you've either talked about it before or are planning to because you totally deserve to be like, hey, like I would I would love to like plan a, a breakfast or like something where we can feel like we're just talking to each other. Yeah. And I'm really sorry this is happening. I'm sorry. Yeah, but we love you. <laughs> um, how do you know whether to stop or keep talking to a person if they cross a boundary? This is hard. Yeah. Bound, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's not, it's not easy to set boundaries. It is one thing to set, set a boundary. It is another thing to enforce it. Yeah. And how do you do that? I feel like you're good at this. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah. It is really hard because you, you set a boundary. You say, I don't want to date a person who does X, Y, Z. They do that. Do you immediately end the relationship? I know that that can feel dramatic sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on what the boundary is that was crossed. Um, yeah, really, it's entirely up to you. I think it's it, just really be honest and ask yourself, do I want to be with a person who crosses this boundary? And if the answer is no, then it's probably best to exit the relationship. Yeah, and I also want to say, don't stay in it because you don't think you'll find better, because you will. Yes, exactly. And I think that's that's so hard to internalize. Yeah, and I, I think that about each of the questions here, is like, sometimes we don't leave because we're scared we're not going to find that thing again. And I want you to know there is going to be a person out there who won't cross that boundary. 
And I, I think it's really important to be understanding in relationships. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be said for putting in work into a relationship and not... Um, like, I, I think it's easy to go too far in the other direction and be nitpicking things and wanting to end the relationship. Um, I don't know exactly how I want to say this. I think it's easy to go too far in the other direction and want to end the relationship too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, or to yeah, be that's seeing me. things from a self-centered <laughs> perspective um, and not having that empathy and reaching out to your partner. But also, you don't want to be putting in so much emotional work, have that not be reciprocated, and just be driving yourself, like, torturing yourself in a relationship and not ending it. Yeah. I'll also say, like, maybe if they cross a boundary, you can tell them. Yeah. Like, hey, this was really hard for me. And, like, I also think the way they react to that conversation is a big teller. Yes. That's that's good advice. (laughs) I think the the way that they react to you telling them they've crossed one of your boundaries – um, is huge. Yeah, because I think that can go one of two ways. They're either like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And like, I'm going to change that. And like, I, I really screwed up. Or, and the other way is like brushing it aside and making you feel like, ah, that, that's not a big deal. And like, that is the biggest tell to me. Especially if it's something that you've communicated beforehand. If they're trying to tell you that something isn't a big deal to you, Mm-mm. they don't get to do that, no. really. <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't get to tell you what is and isn't a big deal um for you in your life yeah oh my god we've talked about this so much like i oh it's insane because people like especially in romantic relationships be like oh like you're going crazy like this is crazy like this isn't a big deal you're being paranoid mm, that's the big uh that is a red flag and you need to run like that i think okay i think we finally answered the question (laughs) like i think it took us a while to get here but that's how you know whether to keep talking to a person if they cross a boundary it's that conversation it's whether they make you feel heard or, like, shut you down. Yep. And if you leave that feeling like you're questioning whether you should even have that boundary in the first place, Mm-mm-mm. you should probably investigate that feeling a bit more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I finally feel like we've hit the nail on the head <laughs> of that one. I feel good. Okay. That's closure. Um, how do you end a situationship? This one was so vague. I think we can take this a thousand different ways. But Yeah. I, I would like to hear your definition, Mal, of a situationship. Ooh. That's not a word that I've ever used to describe a relationship I've been in. For me, a situation... Okay, also, I'm, like, not young and hip, so maybe this is wrong. But, like, for (laughs) me, a situationship is when you're not exclusive, but doing a lot of datey things. So, like, you're either Mm. hooking up or you're going on little breakfasts like that one girl was. Um, And it's, like, this undefined space between, um, like, full-blown relationship and, like, just hooking up. It's, like, that gray area in between where nothing is yet defined But there's something there, like something's happening, something's brewing. So it doesn't feel quite right for it to be like a breakup. Yeah, it's like you can't have a breakup. You can't be like, I think you can, though. I think you can be like, hey, like I've had so much fun, but I I think this has run its course. Or like, hey, I'm like not really feeling fulfilled in this anymore. Or um, I think I'm exploring to I'm looking to explore something exclusive or like, like, you know, I think you can still have a quote unquote breakup. Mm hmm. But it's just you ending things. Yeah. I think it would be really inappropriate to ghost in this situation. Yes. I think generally, generally you want to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think you can still end things as if it was a breakup. And I, I don't think that's crazy. I think you'd be like, hey, like, um, I really, like, respect you and I've had so much fun. But this is not any longer what I'm looking for. 
Your uh, what's your take on in person versus over text or over call in that situation? I don't think you end something. I, I think if you've gone on a date or two with someone, you can end that over text. I think if it's been more than that, they des- they deserve like a coffee or something, <laughs> um, and they deserve to be heard out. Because like situationships can be like two weeks or three months, yeah, or ten months. In which case, like that's insane. But and you like need to do that in person. But if if something's been happening for around a month, I think they deserve like an in person. I don't think I think a text is a cop out. I don't think that's fair. I think it's it's interesting too with situationships. I've I I feel like this is something that I've felt with people I've seen outside of like my primary relationship when I've been in open relationships Mm -hmm. which is it never feels quite right to end it because it's always okay and you're open or like you're not exclusive so it doesn't actually feel like it's holding you back from finding anything else Mm -hmm. and so it never really feels like you hit a point where it's time to end things and it's always in an undefined space of like, I don't know if I want to be putting energy into this relationship or not, but I don't know why I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's always a weird gray area to be in. Yeah. This one's tricky because I just feel like there's so many different kinds of situationships. Right. Right. Yeah. That's such a, an undefined term. Yeah. Which I think is why it's so confusing because you're like, there's no rule book for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can end it kind of like a breakup and you just don't call it a breakup. You call it ending things. <laughs> and maybe that's the label, but... <clears throat> okay, last question. Should I still be friends with someone who doesn't put effort into our friendship anymore and seems to prefer others to me? I think I also want to say our culture is obsessed with best friends and, like, that can make it really hard. Um, because in a, in a normal world, we would just all have friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think having a best friend becomes scary because you're, like... You want to be their number one, right? And I, I I wonder if that's where this is coming from, where it says seems to prefer others over me, or, like, it really is, like, I don't feel like a priority, which can be really, really sad and tricky. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard with friendships. Because I feel like the question you just always need to be asking yourself is, is maintaining a relationship with this person adding to my life? Mm-hmm. Romantic or platonic? Romantic or platonic, yeah. And so I, th- I think it's totally n- normal and natural for your friend, for you to not be your friend's best friend mm-hmm. all the time and to feel like they prefer others over you. Is that coming out in a way that is like healthy but making you feel insecure? And so maybe there's a conversation around that. Or are they actively blowing you off and treating you badly? Yeah. And that's why you feel that way. Yeah. Because those are two different. I would give you two different pieces of advice there. Yeah. But if you are feeling, like, mistreated or ill-treated, like, they're just talking about other plans in front of you and, like, really not making you feel good, I think that can be worth a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, my general rule of thumb with friends is I, I want to feel good in my friendships. Yeah. Um, I have very high standards for my friendships, and I want to feel good in them. Um, and I think that's completely fair to want that. Um, and I think, like, friend conversations can sometimes be the hardest to be, like hey like I don't really like because there's no guidebook it's not like they're entering a romantic relationship with you where like there's that expectation so I think that conversations can be so hard yeah as much as I I like to think that we can completely deconstruct the 
quote-unquote rule book that there is for romantic relationships, it does help a lot that there's that structure of expectation as at least a starting point. Yeah, and there's not that for friendships. And there's not that for friendships. You can, like, people can really treat their friends like bullshit, like really badly, and there's no like structural like, hey, I feel like my boundaries are being stepped on, which can be really tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not expected that you have those conversations to lay the groundwork up front in a friendship. But I, I've had those. I've, I've been like, hey, like, I expect this out of my friends. Or like, hey, that really hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah. I think especially when something is making you feel bad, I think it's important to feel comfortable bringing that up with your friends. Yeah. Any one of my friends I think I could go to and be like, hey, when you said that, it really hurt my feelings. Like, I love you a lot. And I hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Yeah, and all the people who I'm still friends with, I'm thinking back to convers- like similar conversations I've had. And the reaction was always super caring. And I think that says a lot about um, whether you should be maintaining a friendship with that person or not. Yeah. I think a lot of it is how they react to your bringing it up in romantic and platonic situations. Because I want to be heard out, you know? Yeah. And I, I've screwed up where if someone comes to me, I get really defensive. And I'm working mm-hmm. on that. I'm working on being like, I hear you and I'm sorry. And not like, oh, I did that because of it. I'm really trying. So yeah. give people grace, but also feel free to bring it up. And um, as a, as a reaction to like feeling really defensive in those conversations, I found it helpful to sometimes be like, "Can we talk about this tomorrow?" Mm-hmm. And give myself a day to calm down when I'm feeling more ready to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've pulled out that card a couple times in especially romantic relationships, and I think it helps a lot for me to not be so reactive. And you get to like sleep on it, think about it a little. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. Yeah, I think it's it's the same thing with giving people time to prepare for hard conversations. Um, I don't think it's always fair to expect people to have a super well thought out response on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they need time to sit with those things. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are all the questions. <laughs> and like, I'm so glad I got to do this with Lauren because doing this alone would not, I just don't feel like well equipped enough to answer all these on my own. So I'm really glad you were here. And it's so incredibly flattering for you to want my perspective attached to your public, um, like things that you put out into the world and your art that you make. I love Lauren, so, you guys. So We're only living together for to one more month. And Don't I'm so say that. sad. We're swapping hometowns. We are. <laughs> I'm moving to Chicago and she's going to the Bay. It's so exciting. <laughs> we're just going to have dinner with each other's parents. Yeah, we're going to ha- we're going to have to swap parents. Yeah. That'll be <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. I love you. Send in more questions whenever you want to. Um, and thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this week's episode. If you want more, follow at Show Me How Good It Gets podcast. I read all the DMs I get on there. And then my personal Instagram account is at MalvikaBot and my TikTok is at MalTalks. If you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a rating, preferably a five-star rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I hope you can write us a fun little review and write us there as well. Once again, thank you guys for hanging out. See you next week. Bye-bye.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.